Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Brad. Hey, it's James. We decided to start a podcast about subjects that spark conversations between us. We're not professionals and we don't claim to be, but we will look to get some guests on each week who can shed some light on these areas. Ultimately, we wanted to have an open conversation and hear the thoughts of everyone else about these subjects. And hopefully you guys can learn as we do. This is How Little We Know. (laughs) Episode 7. You're waiting for it, aren't you guys? (gasps) What's that? Is that the whistle on, on the right. wind? <laughs> on the uh, horizon. He's back. I'm back. Can you hear me? <laughs> Pardon? Can be Ant and Deck in the making, yeah. Uh, thank you, Brad, for, for, for coming back. It's great that you're healthy and you can hear. Um, yeah, because I, I have to be honest, last time I was really nervous. I was no, sweating. you smashed it. It was very good. Cheers, I enjoyed thank it you. a lot. You're all good, though. All good now, yes. Ear up, sorted, back to this. It's a very exciting episode today as well, isn't it? It is indeed. Now, before we get into the episode, all of the links that are going to be mentioned in this episode will be on the Entail website. Um, also, we'll tweet a couple from our Twitter at How Little We Know. Let's get to it. So, today we'd like to welcome Alex Holmes, head of the anti bullying campaign at the Diana Award. Anti Bullying Pro is a charity that's set up in memory of Princess Diana. Alex has been awarded the Queen's Young Leader title, and he is the only young person in England to receive this prestigious award. So it's a pleasure what to a have chat. you with us. What a title. <laughs> hey. We had Ben Fogel last time, but this time we have Alex. And what yeah, a title yeah. that is awesome. Thank you for, for coming on, Alex. And you have brought James along with you, haven't you? So, James, do you want to introduce yourself to the, to the listeners at home? So, my name's James, and I'm an anti bullying ambassador for the Diana Award and the National Youth Board. And my role is to go around schools helping people who have been bullied or go through similar experiences that I've been through. Mm-hmm. and to spread the positive message and to try and stop bullying online and offline and shape attitudes and behaviours. Amazing. That's amazing. Very good thing. Um, <laughs> I know that uh, when on our Twitter thing, at How Little We Know, we always ask kind of our uh, our listeners what they want to talk about and what they want to hear and, and whatever. Um, and one of the biggest ones was, was bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I feel that everyone knows about in some form um we, you know we've all been yeah. at school and we've all been around people or have been building ourselves so i guess like um it's kind of overlooked sometimes that it still happens and it's still like such a massive thing um so i, I guess maybe the the best place to start is alex if we ask you um obviously we've we've heard bullying and the term bullying before but what does it actually mean yeah i think that that's a really really good question and um, we like to say that bullying is any sort of persistent uh, repetitive behavior that makes you feel upset, unsafe or uncomfortable mm-hmm. because really we all have the right to feel safe and, and to feel happy. So if someone is making you feel slightly uncomfortable and on a continual basis, then that's bullying. 
So what was it that made you get into the anti-bullying campaigns and become so heavily involved with it and wanted to spread a positive message? When I was at school, I was uh, affected by bullying. It uh, was largely racism. My dad's family's from uh, Jamaica and my mum's side from Spain. And a couple of kids in my class would say some quite nasty things that would uh, leave me uh, well, going home in tears quite often as like mm-hmm. a nine, ten year olds. Uh, and I think it was that feeling of being uh, isolated. And when you when you go to school and you spend so much of your life at school, you want to feel like you belong. And if someone is making you feel you don't belong, it, it really affects your self-esteem, your confidence. And I think it, as a nine, ten year old, it actually made me feel quite depressed and I didn't, didn't know how to handle it. So it came from that, that pain uh, which I suppose resulted in like the passion and a purpose for me to want to try and make sure that uh, no one else goes through that that experience. What sort of things do people say to you kind of at school? You know, you said it was like race, racism mainly, but what, like actually, what sort of things would they say? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was quite, it's quite nasty, nasty stuff actually. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, about saying that my dad, uh, because of his skin colour, mm-hmm. he, he washes his face with. You can probably imagine the mm. rest, but it, it was it was quite uh, it, it was aggressive and and it and it was persistent and uh, you know I think that at that age it, it really really got to me because mm. my school wasn't that diverse it, it therefore wasn't very accepting like it didn't it didn't feel like it was it was okay to be different mm. and uh, that really really got to me and, and and affected my my school life and my home life. Mm. And James, have you like what? So we've just heard Alex's kind of um, experience of bullying. Like, have you had similar? Do you have a similar story to Alex with that respect? Were you bullied at, at school? Yeah, a little bit. So I'm still at school now. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I started making music and posting it on YouTube when I was in year seven slash eight. So mm-hmm. when I was like twelve, thirteen, and I got a lot of backlash from that. So because I wasn't like the average boy who play football every lunchtime, yeah. and I'd rather make music and like yeah. act and stuff like that, yeah. I got bullied a lot. So they'd like go in the comments and like in school they do it in groups. So like break time, there'd be a group of them commenting like mean stuff about me just because it was me, just because they didn't like me. Yeah. And then I'd go home and I'd see all of that stuff and I'd feel like like absolutely gobsmacked because there's so many so much of these mean things and at first I didn't know who it was yeah. so that made it feel really bad but then I went to school I spoke to them and then I found out that it was students in the school and these were the people that I saw every single day and yeah. I didn't even know it was them and I still talked to them about it and then to my face they'd be like oh your music's good and like fair enough I know not everyone's gonna like my music but then there's certain things that you do rather than tormenting the person do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So um, they did that stuff and I reported it to school, found it was them and I feel like because I knew it was them and I knew it was people in school, that's what made it feel better. Mm. That's quite similar. Sorry, I said I'm taking over the conversation here, but that's very similar to what I experienced. So when I was a little bit older than year seven, so I must have been year, I don't know, nine or ten. I yeah. This is when, like, just before I met Brad, really, I was doing songs and it's exactly the same as what you said it was the people at, it wasn't actually at my school it was at another school which kind of made it harder for me because I didn't know them at all mm. um, I only kind of had mutual friends and they would send me messages on MySpace which is old school oh, I know wow you, I know, I know, I'm a <laughs> that's dinosaur, crazy but, uh, <laughs> uh, and it would be stuff like um, yeah it, it was kind of like people would say that I was like gay for example and like mm. obviously nothing wrong with that but like would just constantly pick, pick on me and like basically I, I think they didn't understand kind of that side they, they didn't they didn't understand a guy of our of like our sort of age being like openly emotional about their yeah. feelings. I think that's kind of the thing, isn't it? You kind of 
you feel you put so much into songwriting and there's that vulnerability that you like kind of like send off into the world and like that was what the other guys didn't understand yeah and is that kind of similar to you did you yeah yeah weird isn't it yeah but then at the same time like when i first made music i put like i kind of put up a wall mm. when i was writing my lyrics and everything like that especially when i was rapping um, because I wasn't ready to express those emotions. But then later yeah. on, like last year, I released a song where I was talking about all of my experiences and my emotions and how I felt. And that's what felt so rewarding for me because mm. I had loads of people messaging me saying that uh, I can relate to this, that you've helped me yeah. and everything. And it really gave me a purpose of my music a lot yeah. more because I did that. And it really like occupied my, um, my thinking and everything like that because mm. now I can do better stuff with my music rather than have no message which mm. I think is inspiring yeah it's great if this episode is something that you can relate to then please make sure that you go to antibullyingpro.com because that website is really really handy for, for those who are being bullied check it out Um. so you say you both it kind of feels like you both at certain points felt quite isolated by the bullying did it take having a conversation with a certain person or someone else who's been through a similar experience to kind of realise that you wanted to combat it rather than just shy away from it that you wanted to take action rather than just kind of step back from it yeah I think it's if you when you're going through something like bullying it's it's tough because you worry about speaking out and, and it getting 10 time, times worse and and you kind of just survive, I suppose. But it got to a point where when I I thought, well, um, I, w- I wanted to 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 break out the the way I was, I was feeling. It was having an impact on my not only my schoolwork but my home life, home life, and my relationship with my mum and dad and my friends. So I really spent some time looking at who who do I trust, uh, who do I have a good relationship with and who can I who can I speak to and uh, in in the end I, I, I found that person and uh, I was still worried about like there's that thing when you when you sell someone you don't want them to take over your problem because yeah. you, you worry about what they're going to do with that information yeah. and yeah. and um, so I, I actually said look, I, look this is what's going on but I don't want you to to take over it I want I want to talk to you about some some ideas and some solutions and for me that that being brave and speaking out that was the start of the change really and 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 it gave me that renewed confidence because I felt like I had some of that power back I was more in control whereas everything was happening to me mm-hmm. I was able to be part of part of the solution and, and that really opened up my possibilities in terms of increasing my, my self-esteem my confidence and feeling like I could actually tackle it and for myself but also help others I think what's really um strange about about bullying is when you're being bullied when you're the victim you feel like you're the only person in the world that is experiencing yeah. it and it what's absolutely crazy is just how many people are bullied and it's like if you've not been bullied you definitely know someone that has um or you know like your friends are like alex do you have any statistics like how many people experience bullying through throughout their yeah. life so our own research particularly um in school reveals that over over half of all young people and there's like 13 million children that we send to school every single day and over half of those uh, young people experience some type of bullying Mm -hmm. the stats tend to show that a lot of it is still face to face for children and young people Um, we talk a lot about cyberbullying and online and I think that is something that you know is is an important aspect but young people tend to tell us that a lot of it starts offline in the real world so yeah. it might be drama in the playground or you know in the in the in the classroom and then it turns into digital 
drama online. Um, but it is a massive issue and it is something that affects a lot of young people and, and, and studies tell us that those young people that are exposed to bullying at a young age are far more likely as they become adults to have poorer mental health poor job prospects, have issues with trusting people and forming relationships. So it, it's, it's a massive issue. And, and of course, if you don't get it right in school, where you spend 11,000 hours of, of your life in, in full-time education, then those young people that perhaps are bullies or perpetrators go on to treat people badly mm. online, in the workplace. So it, it's, it's, really, it's really important that we get it right at a young age and, and try and change some of those attitudes and behaviours. Do you think from like the perspective of the people who are bullying others and you say that if they're not kind of pulled up on it, it'll just kind of perpetuate and it'll continue throughout their life. And then do you think that's what then influences, say for example, another generation of people who are kind of void of empathy for those other people so then they're almost creating another generation of bullies because I wonder you say you were bullied at say 9 or 10 it's a very young age and for a kid to be inflicting like negativity on someone else like it's quite it can't really come from anywhere that's had that much thought <clears throat> do you know what I mean like a kid at 8 or 9 you wonder how much actual negativity they want to inflict so I wonder where it comes from What in your experience where does the bullying stem from yeah, for people who want to inflict yeah. it on others? I think a lot of the time it, it comes from lack of, uh, or maybe fear of difference, and you know, that idea of being seen to be different or having different ideas or coming from a, from a different place. As humans, we I think we tend to get a little bit scared of that, and our reaction is to try and uh, defend ourselves by... by lashing out you know or trying to put the attention on on, on someone else so I, I think a lot of it comes from that lack of understanding difference the lack of celebrating difference because it, it it's always easier to just blend into the crowd and, and, and follow follow certain uh, certain um, behaviors but I think and you, you know you mentioning empathy as well actually James that's something that you you're, you're always talking about empathy yeah. and how important it is and how it helps uh, yeah solve bullying situations but then also regarding Alex's point I do feel like it is a lot has a lot to do with peer pressure as well because yeah. like if someone's going to keep going at you keep going at you telling you to do something then that's going to really influence your decision like Snapchat for example the new update like even though we all hate it we <laughs> can't do anything about it because we all still want to use Snapchat yeah. but Snapchat know that they know everybody hates it but we haven't got a choice because we have to fit in with everybody else using yeah. Snapchat because yeah. if we don't use it then we're going to be left out of the messages the group chats and everything course, like yeah, that yeah. so it's pretty, pretty much yeah so it pretty much relates to everything that happens in school mm-hmm. like if someone's bullying someone it takes a lot for a human being to step out of that situation mm-hmm. and be left out and just see it happening mm-hmm. so it's a lot I think do you yeah. ever find, because uh, I feel like, yeah, as you're saying, it's almost like a mob mentality with like bullying sometimes. Is, is it always that case where there's multiple people bullying one person or is it ever literally just one-on-one? Like, does that happen as well? Yeah, I think t- totally it can be, be one-on-one. It's, uh, bullying is always about an Im- imbalance of power and that could be like a group having that power of you, but it could be an individual and, and particularly that kind of indirect, uh, manipulating, uh, psychological bullying, that, you know, that that is absolutely possible for one person to do it quite slyly and secretly. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't just have to be about a group, group thing, it can absolutely be about an individual um, abusing their power, power over you and, and treating you in a really bad way. Um, you spoke briefly about like 
the impact that bullying has on people's mental health as they grow up through their lives and people who've been bullied and maybe not had the right outlets or people to speak about what have you have you had people come to you later in their life who've been bullied and passed that phase but it's still stuck with them and have had to maybe approach you later in their life to deal with those problems absolutely and we we did a big uh research poll where we were asking adults about the experience of bullying and how it affected their life and so many adults would say that as a result of that experience of bullying they they're now not able to trust people they have problem forming relationships making friends so it, it can have a big big impact which which is you know one of the reasons why i suppose the message is always about speaking out because it's never too late to to get some help about the way that you were treated the way that you're feeling and, and and the idea is, you know, all of us obviously never forget the way that we were made to feel, you know, because that's that's a re- re- really powerful thing. But but there is a lot of support out there and uh, help in, in in terms of you helping you get past some of those those experiences that could be now a bit of a barrier. Um, but it it is possible to break down that, those barriers. Well, I was going to ask James, like, how old are you, James? Are I'm you, fifteen. Yeah. You're fifteen. Have you yeah. found in school that you've had like younger kids coming up to you since you've been more open about it? And yeah, and, like, because like I know a lot of year sevens, and now I'm rec- recruiting new anti-bullying ambassadors yeah. in school. And a lot of them, it's so surprising how old they are. They're like twelve, and the mm. stuff that they've been through regarding bullying is so crazy. Mm. And then something that pops up a lot is people who have disabilities mm-hmm. and they get bullied a lot yeah. and I went to the police station the other week and they s- showed me statistics saying that it is a lot of that um, one of the me- main things that happens is people that bully people because they have a disability yeah. and I was shocked because yeah. online you see all of these memes and everything and like if someone was racist online it'd be the end of the world yeah, yeah. of course nowadays but then if someone was bullying someone because of their disability, I don't think it'd be talked about as much. Because like, a lot of people my age, they bully people because of their disabilities mm-hmm. and they take the mick out of them, be horrible to them. Mm-hmm. But no one really says anything about it. Then if someone's racist, the whole world shuts down. Yeah. So it's like, why is no one talking about that if someone has a disability? And why do people think feel like it's all right to do that? I did um, a bit of research on it, um, and yeah, it said that seven-year-olds with special needs are twice as likely as other children their age to be bullied. Do you think that that's a result of lack of not not education, as in like school education, but do you reckon, as you said, you know, racism definitely at the moment is something that we talk about. It's in the media. Yeah, celebrities come out about that. Do you reckon that it's literally just the younger generations aren't being educated enough on disability? Um, do you reckon that's why people with disabilities are kind of you know, getting bullied at twice the rate as other people. Yeah, and like, even I'm 15 and I'm in year 10, and I haven't really been educated that much mm, on disabilities no. at the moment. Like, you have to educate yourself, and that's what a lot of our young people aren't doing. Yeah. Like, a lot of young people are running into these problems on social media because they're not diving into the safety policies and finding out. Like, Facebook have amazing policies and how to stay safe online, but we're not going into those social media platforms and finding out how to because we're being lazy and educating ourselves. And yeah. a lot of young people aren't doing that like we're not really finding out what this disability means what this disability means so we don't know something so immediately they're just gonna be horrible to them do you know what I mean yeah 100% but I think uh, I completely agree people should be going out and educating themselves but I think organisations like yourself are so important as well because the the reality is you need to educate people to get into that pattern of behaviour to actually want to go out and educate themselves yeah. and want to be made aware of people that are different to themselves sort of thing. So I think it's it takes 
a kind of notion of people to be teaching generations so it's instilled in them and yeah. it becomes a pattern of behavior yeah, yeah. i think that's a key point actually like changing behavior doesn't happen overnight no. you you know you have it, it takes months and sometimes years and the schools that we work in where we introduce a team of anti-bullying ambassadors young people whose job it is to stand up for themselves and for others it takes quite a time quite a bit of time actually yeah. to change attitudes and to, to really educate people where you have to bring a lot of people with you and it's not only just young people but it's also adults who you know think a lot of things have, have changed for them in, in, in terms of those attitudes mm -hmm. uh, as well as parents who uh, you know unfortunately are always particularly with technology playing catch-up and mm -hmm. trying to understand uh, w where things are when it comes to technology and, and online abuse. If you are enjoying this podcast so far, make sure you go and rate, comment and subscribe in iTunes. So um, obviously, James, you're, it's weird for us to say, but you're like definitely the younger generation for us with regards to technology. So like when we were growing up, as I said before, we had like MySpace. Yeah. I didn't have a phone until I was about your age. Mm -hmm. But now, like, I mean, my sister's a couple years older than you, but even her, like she she seems to know a lot more about the internet than we do. So I, we feel very old sometimes. Um but I guess, Alex, have you noticed kind of now technology is everywhere. You're like, everyone has a phone now. Everyone has social media at the end of their fingertips. They use kind of uh, Twitter for their news now instead of TV. Have you kind of seen an increase in, in the cyberbullying in, like, since you started working for the Diana Award Charity? Mm. Yeah, I, I think absolutely um, as new platforms and technology becomes a lot more popular, then you, you see an increase. Uh, and it's been, as you say, a really interesting journey. We were talking about MySpace, and uh, it always reminds me, my mum gets confused and calls Facebook <laughs> MyFace yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Of, uh, because of MySpace. Um, but I, I, think, I, think, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily uh, becoming a big, 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 bigger problem. It's, it's always there, online, online, uh, online abuse. Um, and the, one of the difficulties is that it's a lot more public. There's often a bigger audience, mm -hmm. and it's instant. And and I think there's that thing about offline in the real world. We're still as humans, we don't know quite how to treat each other, and it's the same online. So we're still learning how yeah. what etiquette looks like and and how we're meant to behave. So I think it's that that problem that is there, and it it will all, always be there. But whether it's getting worse, I'm 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 not so sure. But that's probably because of you know, we're still hearing from a lot of young people that school is a really unsafe place, and there's some you know horrible experiences going on inside the inside the walls of a school, um, and and that's likely going to going to spiral out into the online world as well. We found we've done a lot of interviews with people who have been like social influencers or been very heavily involved with like the YouTube community or whatever, and we found that. I think there is this obviously underlying cyberbullying that's going on, but like you were saying earlier, James, it really feels like this kind of, it's a very diverse community online, and I feel like it's, at the moment, there's a push for people being a lot more accepting, because you're all, it's almost like the biggest, most diverse school in the world yeah. is Twitter, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Facebook, because you're open to these people that you wouldn't be exposed to in school, so yeah. maybe school, the root of bullying in school is because of the lack of diversity in certain parts, so yeah. anyone who's yeah. different sticks out like a sore thumb in a school of 30 classes, but on Twitter you've got this massive open community mm. because it's what people aren't used to seeing isn't it yeah thing about the conversation of bullying like I think there's that disassociation between the bullies and the victims like a lot of people don't know what they do mm. you know like 
speaking about mental health before and like now I can't remember where the statistic is it's like one in five young adults have it diagnosed uh, mental health disorder and obviously not all of them come from bullying but there's a real like correlation between you know bullying and having mental health issues and um, and I think that so for the young people who are scared to speak to someone what would you say to them what would the message you give I would say uh, hopefully this is trying to what we're trying to achieve with the podcast is opening the door for our fan base who I think because James was saying earlier it's a topic that has been heavily requested by our fan base and hopefully through this podcast we can introduce them to people like yourselves mm. and also introduce them to the notion of speaking about it and even if maybe you don't have a supportive family or you don't have a close group of friends there is always people like yourself there's there was people in my school who um like counsellors within the school who you could go and speak to and I'd like to think at most schools nowadays there's either a teacher or a point of contact that someone could go and speak to feels um, safe with them. So I think that's the best thing, like you said earlier, Alex, getting it off your chest and having someone to reassure you that you're okay sort of thing. And if you went to school like now, I feel like you guys would be really proud because 99% of schools I feel, they have such a stronger foundation than they did before. Like if I was to speak to Alex, someone who's very, very old, (laughs) or someone like my mum they'd say they had something completely different to what we have now like Mm -hmm. Alex normally says that when he left the school gates it's pretty much over Um, but now you have social media it follows you everywhere exactly and then like most schools now you have someone you can talk to and I don't think you guys really had that when you were younger in schools as much not so much I don't think it was as um widely encouraged so much like I think Twitter's definitely encouraged people to converse and be open and um, I think that's great it's amazing like it's nice to hear it from someone who's in that generation that people are being active and want to help other people that's great I think there used to be this thing that bullying was a normal part of growing up or childhood I think we've seen a lot lot of changes in in terms of the way (coughs) bullying and mental health are, are looked at and actually it's not something that you should just not not talk about or put out with it's something that you need to speak out and you need to address if there's any subjects you'd like us to speak about or any comments you have regarding this podcast make sure you send us in a tweet at how little we know so if um if some of our listeners here are experiencing bullying like from from your your guys perspective how's best to kind of tackle it and and combat the bullying that's happened what would you say alex firstly for you know as someone that works (laughs) for the anti-bullying pro charity how's the best way to get out of that situation yeah i think if you're if you're if you're worried about speaking out um think about different ways you can do it so if if it's happening to you you might be feeling embarrassed you might feel upset angry about it as we just said it happens to lots of people so you, mm. you don't need to feel feel worried like you're the only one going through this and I would think about how do you want to tell someone so you, do you want to write a letter mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier to put your thoughts and tell someone what's going on in a letter do you want to write a, a message someone someone online um, is there someone in your life that you, you kind of trust it could be a, a teacher that you have a really good relationship with or, or a parent or, or a guardian uh, I think there's, there's lots of options like that but Talking of the internet, also there's there's so much, there's so many answers out there. So like Google is everyone's best friend because it really does give you a lot of information anonymously, confidentially. So like no one's ever gonna gonna find out. And then within that, there's a lot of helplines and a lot of a lot of uh, support out on there. And I think don't forget something like like Childline. Um, 
it, you know, has the word child in it, it does actually go up to like age 18. Yeah. Mm. And there's lots of support services beyond that. Like uh, the, the mix is a really, really good one. It's like 16 to 25 year olds. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of support out there. So don't be afraid to look for it, search for it. Mm. And uh, I, I think the moment you, you speak out, things will start to look a lot better. Mm. And James, you're proof of that, right, as well. Yeah. So, you know, when you started writing your songs and, and stuff, that, that really helped yeah. you, didn't it? So. Find something you love, in it. Like, if yeah. you love to do something, then focus all of your energy into that rather than being negative. Because that's what I did. I was negative for a very long time and yeah. it really affected my personality. And I tried to stop certain things so people wouldn't bully me for being that. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Mm-hmm take long periods when I wouldn't write any music because I was scared of what people think and I'd literally every time I wrote a song because I was so scared of what people thought I was always shaking and so nervous inside because I was putting so much into it which I don't think is right sometimes but definitely find something you love and put all of your energy into that and then it comes naturally that you forget about everything like when I put all of my energy into my music I forget about all the negativity that's there Mm -hmm. and I just find something positive to do and I feel like music is so universal wherever you go like when I went to holiday in France I heard them singing the same songs that I sing and everything like that so it's just like crazy so universal so put your energy into something you love Mm. I think that's good as well because it's good great advice but I think it's good as well because by doing that and by um, pursuing a passion you'll often find people who have similar mindsets and have yeah. and, and share a common interest and through that you can find people who you can just build a friendship with and build a relationship with exactly. and like that's how me and James met through a common love of music mm-hmm. and um, yeah like you say find your passion yeah. I think to wrap up mm-hmm. uh, where do you guys what's the goal for you guys Where, like say in 20 years what would be the dream in terms of combating bullying yeah I'd, I'd love to say like that bullying doesn't exist but sadly I I, you know I just don't think that that's 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 possible but I think it can always be preventable Mm. and I I think for for us uh, at the charity the Diana Award a a big goal of us is introducing anti-bullying ambassadors into every school in the UK there's 27,000 schools so we're only in 3,000 at the moment so we've got Mm. a long long way to go but I would like to think that that childhood is um, and school is a place where you you feel happy, you feel safe, and you, and you feel in, in control because we know it has such a big impact on your, on your future. So I would like to to make sure that bullying doesn't prevent any young person from fulfilling their potential and fulfilling their dream because uh, it shouldn't, and it's mm-hmm. not a normal part of life. Yeah, definitely. Um, in twenty years, I'll be thirty-five. <laughs> by that time, I want to be on my way to mm-hmm. changing the world. And I feel like I'm going to be doing that with the help of people like Alex, with the amazing charity, The Dying Award, speaking to young people and really sharing my message. Because like you guys are doing now, all of your fans are going to love you guys for doing this because there's going to be so many of them who've been through bullying. And just hearing you guys talk is going to be so inspiring to them. And they're going to share on what you guys said and their maybe give them the confidence to share their own message and like really help other people. So I just want to make sure that I remember that even though I'm 35, I'll still be young and I'll still be able to talk to the young people, but really continue to give out a positive message and try and inspire as many people as possible and keep being positive. And remember, even though sometimes there will be negativity, there's always the light at the end of the tunnel. And I want all the young people listening to this to feel that as well. James is, uh, well, he's got a great offer. So I I know last week, we did something with Prince William, yeah, the, the, yeah, the vamps, yeah. but uh, Prince William's promised James that if uh, he wins a Grammy, 
Prince William will go and present it, and, uh, <laughs> you know, do it. So that's great, great <laughs> goal. Um, but that, I mean, that's another good point. It, it, it's great that people like the, uh, the the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, are supporting things like this, and I know. Uh, the yeah. the vamps were, were able to to come support that stop speak support mm -hmm. cyberbullying campaign and that, that's actually a really good website to, to mention yeah. if someone's going through bullying stop speak support yeah. com yeah. and uh, it's got some really good advice about how to deal with in particular online bullying yeah. and um, yeah great yeah. campaign supported by Prince William and, and lots of great people and it can also help as well because sometimes you feel alone but the stop speak support campaign it can definitely help you feel less alone and feel like someone's yeah. there like mm -hmm. all of the emojis and the videos that you yeah. get to see it really does uplift your spirit and to know that you guys um, support it and Prince William and like Google and Snapchat mm -hmm. it brings so many cool social media platforms influences together and it's really gonna help change young people's minds and mm -hmm. actually shape attitudes and behaviours Great, I, I'm sure that everything that both you James and Alex said is gonna resonate with our audience and yeah. uh, massive thank you from Brad and, and myself for coming I think you guys yeah. are inspiring to to meet and um, I know yeah that our listeners are going to really enjoy this this episode so thanks again for having us thank you guys so much thank you so cheers much. guys massive thank you to Alex and James for, for joining us on this episode it was um it was really good I keep on saying that each episode is my favourite so far but like that was, was a really good thing. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed really, really that really and cool. I think hopefully the listeners will really enjoy that one hope you like it guys well they like the last one um... I've got some tweets to prove it uh, <laughs> That said, actually, the, these ones, some of these comments might be the ones where we're together. I'm just going to hope and pray that, that they actually just love me on my own. Uh, <laughs> so, no, so we've got some tweets here uh, from Kitty, which is at one, the vamps one. Uh, she said, Kitty. at how little we know. Uh, Every episode gives me a new perspective and really makes me think. Uh, she, so she said we've done amazingly thank you also at school every subject that we talk about um, the next day when she goes to school the teacher kind of talks about a little bit in form time and she oh. said maybe he's a secret fan that's so awesome that, that's amazing I feel like we're, we're slowly penetrating the schools schools yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be uh, lecturers by the end of this <laughs> got another one here Brad haven't we we have so this is from Bethany at the vamps J underscore B underscore C underscore T what I love about episode six is you see there is more to life than the walls of your house. You can do anything if you have the right attitude, regardless of how you test in exams or how much you own. There is always a beautiful landscape to explore. Take it. Very true. Very nice. The last one is from Meshi Mule, and she said, I love this podcast. You, you said that uh, we can make our dreams come true if we don't give up. Um, and now she says she knows what to do. This was so much fun to listen to. Uh, it's the best way... To, to go to school and kind of like start the day. So I think she's listening to the podcast on the way to school, which is great. Um, she said, I learned so much from all your podcasts. So thank you, James and Brad. Thank you. If you'd like thank to be you. read out on the next uh, podcast, then send us a tweet at HowLittleWeKnow and we'll try and get through them. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. Again, thank you to Entail. You are amazing. We love yeah. you. Apps coming soon as well, I've been told. I mentioned Aww. it a couple of episodes ago, but it's very close. They're in lockdown, apparently. Oh, really? I don't know what that means, really, but lockdown. It's going on. It's yeah. happening. But, yeah, James, thank you. Brad, thank you. Peace and love. We'll see you soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.